Hello and welcome. It's your host here, Vicky Midwood. This is the podcast Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. And today I have got an amazing guest who I met actually at an event very recently. Her name is Uchechu. Absolutely love that name. And she is a holistic space manager. What is that? I hear you ask. Over to you, Uchechu. The floor is yours. Tell people what you do and about your journey that got you there. Hello. Um, thank you so much for having me on your platform. I don't take this for granted or lightly. I truly appreciate the opportunity to share. Um, and might I add that meeting with you, I believe, was divine intervention because I was looking for people in the same space um, of well-being. My journey is um, a very convoluted one. And just like everything else, I what I've been up to now, I feel like I'm right there, stuck in the middle, dropped in the hot pot, baptism of fire. Let's go, let's do this. So I like the topic, and that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna bring, that's what I'm going to say. Um this is absolutely off the cuff. So um my journey to well-being here in the UK. I've been a space manager, started off as an interior designer, or rather started off as a designer for furniture. I used to just draw furniture and make, and then I had people make them. And then it kind of evolved into interior design, done the training for that as well. And <laughs> I've had my hair salon, I've had a lounge where I fed people whole <laughs> soul wow. food, which for me just accumulates in what it is I have pivoted to become in the space space management is 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 just my passion about people and about wholeness um coming to this place of recognition in my personal journey that until i'm whole and until i know where i am i can never chart the course of where i'm going Makes um, sense. Yeah. simply put if you got into a car and you were driving to manchester and you wanted to put in your sat nav you have to put your location from where and so in that whole concept of learning and finding out where I'm at, I think I got into a rut at some point after my dad passed. And I recognized that the level of grief I was experiencing didn't match. It didn't make it didn't make sense to me because my dad and I had, I believe, a good relationship. Um, but I'm Nigerian um, and we are brought up culturally um we don't talk about certain things especially emotional things in that way so knowing that my daughter needed said to me she needed therapy and i thought there it is i've blown that even that i can't do so now we're very good, we're very good at, at moms aren't we at, at blaming ourselves yeah for something life. that you know but I guess that was God's intervention because he knew I needed I needed to check myself I needed to and I got to this point of talking with my child she's 20 now and I said you know what thank you for being honest with me for it, it, it goes to show that I have a true relationship with you because you trusted me with that information. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I started my own journey and I discovered that the grief I was feeling had nothing to do. Yeah, my dad was the trigger, but it had nothing to do with, it wasn't about him. 
Right. It was instead about a loss that I'd had at age seven. And I just, my, my emotional intelligence stopped growing at that point because I felt that my sister, when she passed, just left. I didn't hear back. Nobody spoke to me about her. And it, it, it was hard. I think there's this misconception, isn't there, that uh, when you're a young age, you you can't take it in and you don't need to know what's going on. And I guess to be, you know, to be fair to parents, they think that they're doing the right thing, the right thing. because we don't get a handbook, as you know, as a parent now, exactly. we, we kind of do what we think we should do or we do what everybody else has suggested that we do, whether exactly. we agree with it or not. And we just don't have a clue the effect that it might have later oh, on. So it's amazing that you went into therapy and you discovered that. Yeah. So I, I was, the beauty of it was that I didn't go into therapy. I went to a grief recovery counselor, a, a, a recovery specialist. And it's a little more than therapy. It's got a whole, my concept of well being is spirit, mind, and body. And that's what I was looking for. I needed somebody who would understand because I have my anchor is on the spiritual basis. And that's what I needed. Somebody who wouldn't tell me that what I believed was different because that would set me off on a different trajectory. So I needed to have some kind of conformity and continuity. And I know that that's what I got because that's that's what I, I ended up getting. And it, it was clear to my my mom is living. Right. So it's difficult to have the conversation and not be afraid or worried that I would be hurting my siblings or hurting my mom. But the right. beauty of this is it brought me to a space where I could actually have an honest conversation with my mother for the first time in 53 years. Wow. Wow. And I bet a lot of people listening will will kind of think, well, that's incredible. But there's a lot of people listening who will go, actually I, I still haven't done that and I'm yeah. maybe the same age as you or a little bit older because as you say there's that cultural background and it's not just Nigerian culture it's many other cultures too that yeah. that this gets affected so so you're able to sit down and have a conversation with mom tell us about that and I think I, it gave her a lot of um what's the word I first have to had to complete my relationship with her so there are no expectations on my side, expecting her to apologize or it wasn't any of that. It's more a scenario of whatever it is you're, I'm looking for, I'm offering it as respite. So it's almost like giving her permission to, um, to grieve because whether, whether we like it or not, she lost a child at a young age. Yeah. And maybe it was advice at the time like you said earlier, we're not given any handbooks. We don't know how the decisions we're taking will affect the child eventually, but it wasn't a plan. It wasn't. Um, so I had to come to that place where I would forgive uh, for what I wasn't asked to be forgiven from. So yeah. and but offer the forgiveness anyway, by way, not, not by saying, mom, I forgive you, but by opening the conversation and allowing her to have an input yeah. and to let her know that I'm thinking about it. And here's, here's my conclusion and here's what I understand. And it gave her, she was able to speak to me for the first time. We actually talked without my dad being there. Normally it's my dad I call, wow. but that's for, that's a different ball game. There were other hurts and, you know, childhood trauma that I discovered in the process that unfortunately we bury 
And then because we have fits of um, successes in our lives as we go on, we bury ourselves into work, we become mothers and homekeepers and business women, and we just keep pushing. We're, we're, we're using that to medicate the emotional child that hasn't so you have an adult body and an adult mind with an with a seven-year-old in the driving seat from time to time and this is something that is so important to highlight to people because obviously of the work that I do with disordered eating we we look at that childhood trauma and as you discovered in your journey trauma can be small things it doesn't have to be massive events like like losing somebody like you did but it's the little things that you just mentioned as well the fallouts and the and the ignoring or the feeling that your needs are not being met or you're being told that you're this person or that person and you shouldn't be all of that sort of stuff adds up doesn't it and to be able to to actually realize that that little person is driving the adult that's a heck of a thing to come to terms with, oh, and yes. then oh, yes. oh, to be yeah. able to to rectify that and yeah. and and allow that little person to know that it's okay and you're safe. So, thank you for bringing that up because it's so important that people know it is possible. But also, yeah. if they're doing what you've described, then they are very likely being run by their little five to to seven, eight, nine year old too. Yeah, yeah. I found I found that you know you have to first receive the freedom to 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 be able to receive the healing and until you know that you're free and that you're seen and that you're accepted and recognizing that grief just needs an outlet you can't have a counselor be your outlet because they're going to have a hard stop they're going they're committed time-wise to other people who also need help like you um, and that's what brought me to the well-being cognoscente where I am now. At, it was almost like you need to become the person you're looking for because the person you're looking for uh, does not exist in your world. They may exist in other worlds. I don't know where they are. I haven't found them. But there are people in my world that I know are going through similar things because they don't know. And I got to this because um, during the lockdown, uh, a client introduced me to another person who needed said she needed a kitchen extension um i had an online consultation with her and then the first thing i saw was real bags under her eyes like and and i thought it's it's already past noon if you slept rough you didn't sleep long enough by now your eyes you know your face would have the swelling wouldn't be so much and in the process of having a conversation, she started to open up to me. Needless to say, we didn't do a kitchen extension. We did a declutter. We did a repositioning and reorganizing of what she did have. There, there were some things that needed to be thrown away because she was holding on to them. Those were the things she was using to nurse her wounds. And her marriage was suffering because of all these things. She wasn't drinking enough water. Like you said, you know, what goes into you also matters. So all of these things came to play. Started to do like facial skincare for her online. And she blossomed right under my eyes right. and saved herself at least 40,000 pounds. Yeah, she didn't need, she, she didn't need a kitchen natural. extension, you know. And it's all these little things that we hide without knowing. And I don't say that we do it intentionally. 
it's to, sometimes it's a bit too painful. You don't want to deal with it. That's mm. that was my case. I anytime I think you know I'm going to find another project to bury myself into, and if I don't have a project outside my home, my home becomes a project. I'm moving everything. I can switch living rooms and bathrooms and kitchens, anything. I'm ready to do it just to not think. Wow. And, you know, so becoming the person I was looking for became a primary focus of why um, I started my business. Um, moving here was a totally different ballgame, but, you know, it's all part of it. Um, so, so tell us, this was when you were still in Nigeria or was this when you'd already moved to the UK? Now, this is when I had just moved during the pandemic because I, I moved in here just before the pandemic hit. Wow. So that in and of itself is is a heck of a, a, heck of a journey, which is probably another podcast all on its own, isn't it? I promise you it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. setting up in the pandemic, more or less, moving home, just you and your daughter? My daughter is here. She has been here. And that's the reason I came because she was right. about to start uni. And But she was too young to rent. And you know what the laws are about renting yeah. here. Yeah. So I, the parent, I had to come set up home. The plan was to set up and move, you know, shuttle between. But God had other plans, I guess. So here you are. In <laughs> the good old <laughs> Ready or not. <laughs> yeah. But it allowed you, I suppose, a little bit of breathing space with it being the pandemic to to just kind of settle a little bit instead of it still being really, really frantic. Because if you think about how things are now, I know I'm not going to use that word normal, but people are out and about and everywhere seems to be as busy as it ever was. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole go, 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 rush, 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 I think that's come back in again. But we didn't have that, did we, during the pandemic? So at least it gave you, I'm, I'm guessing, tell me if I'm wrong, a little bit of time to get your head around just what you wanted to do with your business and how you were going to be able to set it up. Well, maybe not as much the business because what I came to discover with grief is, there are over 40 life events that cause us to go into grief, but we don't know them, so we don't grieve it. And right. moving moving homes is one of them. I didn't just move homes, I moved countries. Yeah, and I huge. moved countries, leaving things behind and dogs and all of that that was not intentional. Wow. So it, it took a lot to first even understand where I'm at. And then not to talk of running a business, but you're a parent, you're a mother, and all I've known is work and work running my own business. So first things first, I've got to keep food on the table. I've got to keep the bills paid. So how what do I, how do I navigate all of that? My dad now dies. So I'm like, okay, wow. what the heck is going on? What, what next is going to be thrown at me? Yeah. So it's all that, it's all, it, it all comes into the same umbrella of finding you first, because until you find you, you can't say where you're going. And I can't Absolutely. be helping. I was I was really skeptical about starting anything or doing anything public for, for that matter. But one of the thoughts or one of the things that the spirit said to me was, do you think David Beckham could bend it from the day he got on the pitch? Of course not. And the Love answer that. was no. So do it afraid. Do it unprepared. Do it with what you what you know. And in the process of healing, helping someone else healed, get healed, you also get healed. And that's the whole process, you know, that's that's beginning. And I'm really looking forward to 
looking forward to it now that I know the benefits of letting the grief out. And this is this is the joy of what you do because your background in in furniture and in creative design, you've managed to combine that with your powerful understanding of whole body wellness and spirituality and just combine the whole lot to help people create an environment for themselves where they feel exactly. they can be nurtured. Yes. yes. So it's basically getting people aligned and anchored. And that's yeah. most important. If you're not aligned and anchored in the space where you get up from to see the world, you're not going to be able to take wholeness outdoors. Yeah. You have to be whole from inside, from within and from yourself. And that's the that's the whole purpose, aligning people and aligning and anchoring them from their space. Um, so we can form whole communities. I mean, our communities are suffering and yeah. we, we have to be whole to be, I won't be a good, I won't steward a relationship well with you if I am, I'm not whole and all of life is integrated. And this is what a really good point that you, that you brought there is that as communities now we're, we're so disjointed and in this something that you're doing is bringing communities together and helping people to feel that they're creating a space where we can talk about this stuff and this yes. is what makes it so so important because the whole point of where of us connecting was to talk about the things that we that we do and that we're passionate about and we are both very comfortable with ourselves so when we met, we had no issues in just going, well, I do this because that. And it was yeah. just like, oof, full on. But there was already, as you said, we were meant to meet. And there was an empty space next to me and it was it got your name on it. And this yeah. is where we understand when people come to us, it's because it's right for them. And, and when you know that you are able to help someone, as you beautifully explained there, you continue on your own healing journey. And that's why it's such a beautiful relationship and we need to bring it to more and more people. So how do people find you if they would like to have a conversation with you, if they want to talk about their homes or their well-being or spirituality and or better still, all of that stuff? And <laughs> um, how can we get in touch with you? So what I have is I've got a link a Linktree page. So it's just Linktree slash Ucheju and, and that should open them up to everything that I do and contact me from their email, telephone, everything is there. Brilliant. So folks, I will put the contact details in the show notes. So when you do listen, please do open up the show notes so you can get the links. So tell us what's been going on for you recently. Um, because you're thinking about maybe a slight change of, of what you're doing. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that and, and kind of how you've kind of come full circle? Well, um, I wouldn't say it's a change altogether, but it's more uh, more or less getting like, as opposed to having three vehicles to deliver the service, putting all the services in one vehicle. So, <laughs> nice. so when I go for the delivery service, I'm delivering all of it to the person. So we're not, we don't have any, any loose ends, so, so to speak. So you're tying it up and it's all, I'm passionate about people and well-being. So it's just presenting it in a way that 
I've gone into a client and I see that she needs the addiction eliminator and she needs skincare and she needs, I have a directory of a team of people who are service professionals in their own rights that would provide the service that the client needs. So the fact that I, it's not my forte doesn't mean I don't, bottom line is making sure that the client gets what they need. That's what's the most important thing. So yeah, it's more or less aligning as opposed to having them in different, under different umbrellas, just putting everything into one one space. So Which makes sense, doesn't it? Because when, when you have that initial consultation or conversation with somebody, you can see fairly early on just what is required. And if yeah. you have got the people and the team that can absolutely help you and they're all coming from the same page because we all want the same thing, yeah. um, then it's a beautiful experience for the client. But also yeah. it means that us as practitioners, we're all helping one another to grow and get the word out that, as you've said, it's about being whole yeah. and creating a life that is enjoyable yeah. in an environment that makes you feel comfortable because exactly. that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about. You, you, if, you, if you get yourself, let's assume somebody walked up to you and you worked with them, then they go back to a house that doesn't support them. It defeats the purpose of what they've just achieved and yeah. sets the person back instead of anchoring the person. So it's very important that uh, what happens in your head shows up outside. It shows up in your environment and vice yeah. versa. So, And I think, you know, it's such an important point that you touched on there because I learned about how important environment was, you know, back in my journey. Uh, about 2014, we were looking at just what, you feel when you enter a room and how you can feel very different in different rooms in the house and yes. where you sit and you know and it's fascinating that somebody told us a story about a lady always feeling uncomfortable in one particular room because her chair was facing a bookshelf and there was a particular book on that bookshelf and when she removed that book completely her whole demeanor changed, her depression lifted, the anxiety. And, you know, when people hear that, they kind of go, oh, it's a bit woo-woo, but it's not, it's is spooky. it? No, it's just it's that not. the book the book probably is just a, a physical representation of something that her, her mind has buried and she can't even put a finger on it in, immediately. And yeah. then some people, they just, if, if you're, if you're um, an introvert, you need to be able to um, refuel. Even if you're in a crowd, you need to be able to retreat to an area to re-energize yourself and then be ready to face the, the people. So you don't want to be alone per se, but you like to be able to have spaces you can retreat to and, and get your fuel back to be able to deal with the onslaught of conversation and noise and people. It's all different personalities, but you can still share the same house. It's yeah. just knowing how to organize it that for it to suit your your personality. So that's that's the reason why I manage space. And I love it. So, folks, there you have it. If you would like we check you to manage your space and help you to feel fantastic and whole and happy being you, 
just who you are, then please do get in touch. Her information will be on the show notes. Once again, thank you for joining me, Chichetchu. I will look forward to following your growth and your journey even more. Thank, thank you. you all for listening. Whatever time of day it is, remember, you can always get in touch with me. It's vicky at vickymidwood.com. I'd love your comments. I'd love any feedback, any comments at all that you would like me to share. Please tell me, yes, you can share them. And if you want them to be kept confidential, I will do that as well. Have a great day wherever you're doing. Take care of you. Ciao for now.